Hey, good morning, Faith Life Church. It's uh, great to see you. And I'm really believing for, for there to be a real shift in every person's life. I, I, I've been praying and we realize that, you know, we're, we're going through a lot of things, but through it all, God is speaking to us. God is ministering to us. God is ministering to you. Today, I want you to position yourself that God is directly talking to you. Take this, take, take a couple of moments right now not to just go, this message is for the person sitting next to me, for the next person that's going to be listening, but to put it into perspective that God is speaking to you right now, that God himself wants to take you and bless you, that this is a time for your blessing. This is not a time to hope for a blessing, but this is a time where we enter into a blessing. I believe that as a church, as a people, we are rightly positioned. Uh, it was just amazing. We, we had a leaders meeting over Zoom, and one of the things that came up was when we had Pastor Corey Turner, and he was in our church. He, ma he, made, he made a comment that kind of, uh, not a comment, but a prophetic utterance that he put out into the church, it just rose up inside of me during that meeting, it was this, is when we chose the name Faith Life, we didn't choose it because it was a really good name, but it was a God-given name. And then he made this declaration, you are now becoming what you have called the church, that you are now becoming what you have called the church. So the good news is this, Faith Life Church, we are becoming Faith Life. We are becoming the people of faith. We are becoming a people of declaration. We are becoming a people of the word. Last week, we started a series and we introduced this word called famine. We realized that, uh, just a little recap of what uh, we've done last week. If you missed it, please um, see our previous podcast on that. Now, the Bible says in uh, Genesis 12 that there was a famine in the land. This is talking about Abram before he had an encounter. And we've, what we learned last week that the famine was not just a lack of food. So the famine in itself, the word means lack, thirst, hunger, and being in want. It means that it changes your lifestyle. It changes your environment. It changes everything about you. It changes all of your habits. It, it changes your eating habit. It changes where you go out. And you can feel this around us at the moment that the way we used to do life no longer is available to us. So when we find out that the word famine, the first thing we found the word the famine, it was that um, it says there was a famine. The word there was is the same word as to become. So in other words, was the key was this, is that the, not only was the famine on the outside, that they were in an environment of famine, but the famine was coming inside of us. So what we realized from last week is that there's a famine outside but the famine wants to come on the inside. So you have got famine thinking, famine giving, uh, famine receiving, famine hoarding. So you have all of these things. And what we also learned from last week, when there was a famine in the land, the same way that this was transcribed, when this was taught to the children of Israel, it was taught to like this. There was a famine of faith in the land. There was a lack of faith 
in the land. So, the, so what God was talking to this man called Abram, who was who was sonless. He had a wife. They couldn't. They had so many good things, but all of a sudden there was a famine because he could not reproduce. So what you find that God gives him a cure. God tells him, "Now this is how I deal with famine." So God. So there is this famine. And God takes this man called Abram. There you go. So Genesis 12, we go, there's a famine in the land. But the good news is the famine is not supposed to last forever. And a famine has an answer to it. So when there is a famine, it doesn't mean the end of all things. So what you have then, then in Genesis 17, God comes in and there is an encounter between Abram and God. And so God comes up and he says, your name is a Abram. I, because of an encounter and the encounter was this, that he made a covenant with him. He made him a promise that he said was this. Now, the, when we start talking about the promise, if you, if you remove the word promise from the way we normally do it, take it to the biblical meaning of promise. So when God makes a promise, he says this, it is my ability to fulfill the promise, not yours. So God doesn't say, for the promise to be fulfilled, you need to have the ability. You need to have all the stuff. But he says, but I've given you a promise that I will, I will, I will, I will. So God comes into this man, says, Abram, he has an encounter. And because of the encounter, God says, Abraham is a father of nations. What he does there, he changes his name and his destiny. But not only that, let's take this to another thinking level. Let's just take up to a spiritual level is this. When he changed Abram's name, he also changed your name. And when he changed his name, he changed his destiny. But not only his destiny, but from every person. In the whole globe, the Bible says, because of this, because Abram, you dare to believe in me, you put your faith in me, the whole globe is going to be blessed because of you. So the same promise that was given to Abram, that he became Abraham, is now given to us. But the first thing that Abram had to do, he had to get used to his name. He's no longer, his name was Abram, he was Abraham. So the first thing he had to do to break this drought was this. Is that God says, from now on, you've got to stop calling yourself what you were before the encounter. So what you find, and I've been born again since 1971. And what I have learned by talking with people being in leadership is so many people are still looking at their lives before the cross, not after the cross. So Abraham had to stop people and used to this. They go, Abram, and he goes, no, excuse me, excuse me. No. My name is no longer Abram, it's Abraham. You've got to get used to correcting people or people calling you, you or this. No, I'm sorry. That was before the cross, now after the cross, my name is Abraham. My wife is no longer Sarai, she is Sarah. So what you have is that to break something, you need to stop receiving what you were 
to what you are. So the first thing that Abram did, he says, from now on, everybody that comes out of my loins is no longer going to be the son of Abram, but is going to be the son of Abraham, the one that God chose, the one that was made righteous by faith. So what we find is that Abraham, in the midst of this drought, God says, I am now righteous by the blood of the Lamb. I am now the righteousness of God because I dared to believe. Not because I worked for it. Not because I won the lottery gift. Not because somehow, some way, somebody gave me some favor. But because I dared to believe. So there was a complete system change in his thinking, in the way he did this. So what we find that where there was no faith, God gives us an encounter. So here's the key for you this morning. Is wherever there is a famine, there's going to be an encounter of breakthrough. Everywhere there is a lack, where there is a thirst, where there is a need, where there are no opportunities. God says this, what the famine produces, but in every famine, you're going to find a revelation. In every famine, you are going to find a revelation that gives you an experience, that gives you an encounter, that changes your lifestyle. So what we find about this famine, so what a famine does, number one, famine has its own language. So famine is a teacher, and the, 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 mo the biggest sting in famine is that it does this. Now, famine distracts you and leads you away from God as your source for an abundant life. So famine gives you uh, distractions and will lead you away from God's abundant life. So the spirit that is behind lack, the spirit that is behind famine is this. He's got a job description and it's to distract you. It is to move you away from God as your source. So a distraction is something. It's a teaching. It's an atmosphere. It's a feeling. So what we find is that a spirit of famine says, well, you used to feed on steak. Now you're going to feed on dry bread. You used to feed on chili crab. Now you're going to have those crab sticks that are made from nothing less than sawdust, whatever it might be. So what you have is that famine says, I want to teach you how to survive. I want to teach you. So famine does this. Now, here's the most horrific thing that famine does. Famine destroys and hedges in faith. So remember, if we go back to the meaning, is that there was no faith in the land. And what famine does, it takes out faith. And when faith is taken out of God's word, all you have is information. So what happens is this, is that here we are, I'm holding the, the old school way of reading the Bible, which it's the old. Now, all of this without faith becomes information. It becomes information about God. It becomes information about salvation. It becomes information about the Holy Spirit. So when you remove faith, all you're left with is information. Isn't it interesting that most of our discussions and controversies happen over information? But, so what Satan wants to do, what's this spirit 
of lack, the spirit of famine, of hunger. He wants to remove the faith. And once faith is removed, all you get is information. When faith is removed from worship, all you get is singing. When faith is removed from giving, all you get is a transfer of finance. When faith is removed from the word, you're all of a sudden, instead of living out of revelation, you're living out of information. And where we get ourselves into trouble is when we are living out of pure information, we get ourselves in a whole lot of mess. So what you find, the spirit of famine, is to remove faith so you're left with information so what you do is you go through all the motions you know the right things to say you know all the things that you need to do but you have no experience you, you, you still have the hunger and what then they do is this the other part of famine says reduce your expectations so that you will not be disappointed. So reduce your dreams, reduce all of those. Here we are, yes, you can't get out of your house right now. Yes, you've got to be in by eight o'clock at night. Yes, you're not gonna leave your house till 5 a.m. in the morning. And then said, now get used to this life. Get used to this, get used to this, get used to this. So what it does, it removes that hope and it says now everything has changed. Now understand this, yes, there is a famine. But the good news is, is that God has given us a spirit of love, a spirit of faith, a spirit of joy. As we've been saying in, in Faith Life Church, is if, if any information or anything that you hear doesn't give you hope, it's not from God. So when you hear God, when you hear his word, what you're going to do is you're going to get faith. So what Satan has been doing Right now, and I'm, as I'm listening to reports from um, churches and all of that, it, it is is removed the faith element. People have stopped dreaming. People have stopped believing. People have got oh, okay, I've got to shelf my dreams. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And everything has been depressed. But the Spirit of the Lord is still alive. The Spirit of the Lord is moving. The Spirit of God is here for you. I've got amazing news for you. That's why we are at Faith Life Church. We're so excited. We're excited that you're listening to us. We're excited that because we know that we know that we know that I am not preaching information. I am not preaching a sequence of words that sounds really good. But we are preaching the Word of God. The Bible says... Faith comes by hearing. And right now, because you're hearing me, because you have decided to tune in today, I believe that faith right now, I, I believe that right now as I am preaching, as I am sharing, that your faith is going up. I believe that right now there are people that are listening to me, they're watching me, that God is bringing back to your remembrance some of the promises He's made to you. He's made to your family, to your business, to your finances, to your dreams. So God is doing something Faith is arising. The faith level, I can feel it right now. I can feel it in your rooms. I can feel it in your car. I can feel it when you're listening now. That your faith level is rising. Because all of a sudden, you have now seen that if faith is removed, what you have information. And the Word of God says this. You don't live by information. Information. Now, let me. I'm getting ahead of myself here. See, once I, if you only live by information, you know what could happen. But when you live by faith, you know what will happen. 
So if I'm reading something that's information, I go, oh yeah, um, okay, God loves me. Yeah, God will one day do this, one day, one day. But see, faith comes in, but God will do it for me. As we've been talking about, make it personal. God makes it personal. So what we have is Abraham breaks the drought. He breaks the famine by faith, by believing God. Now, get a load of this. This, this. this ought to make you jump up and down on your couch if you can. It is, he is in drought. He is in famine. So God comes to him because God says, I didn't create you to be a man or a woman of famine. I didn't create you to live by information. I didn't create you to live on the Sunday, but I created you for relationship. I created you. And so it says to Abram, he gives this covenant. And then you go to verse 26, chapter 26 of Genesis. He has a son. And he's a son because of faith. You, we need to clarify this right now. That Isaac is a product, if I can use this word, of faith. He's not, a, he's not just a product of a man that married a woman and he says, I need an heir to my, all my inheritance. So he doesn't do this. This is the son we had because we slept together. Isaac is a walking miracle of the Somebody that dared to believe in God. So when Isaac, when Abram, his dad, would talk to him, he would say, Isaac, my son, do you know why you're here? Oh God, because mom and you. No, no, no. You're here is because we couldn't have a baby. My name was Abram. And then I had a God encounter. And son, you are the exact, you are the miracle of faith. You are the miracle when your mother and I made a declaration. We decided that we were going to believe God. We were not going to believe everything that was around us. Everybody was saying, oh, look, there goes Sarah. She can't, Sarah, she can't have a baby. Look, there's Abram. Oh, yeah, Abram, you, got, you might have a lot of good, but you haven't got this. You haven't got that. But here he is because Isaac, understand me now. That when I had you, you are a product. You are the you are the, the the fruit of faith. You are the exhibition of faith. You are God's walking miracle. That whoever puts their faith in me is there. So Isaac, wherever you walk, wherever you talk, never forget that you are the fruit of faith. And then never forget this, Isaac. This is now. Father to son talk. What was promised me is also promised you. So you need to recalibrate your thinking that every promise, so the promise that may, that brought you into the world. The promise that you see everything around you is because the Father, the God of the universe has made a covenant with us. And then he made also that same covenant that was on me is now on you. So when we get verse 26, chapter 26, he says, a severe famine now struck the land as had before in Abraham's time. The first thing that that teaches me, that the spirit of famine does not change generationally. So the same famine that was in the time of Abram is now the same famine that is now against his son. So the same spirit that was attacking Adam 
to this present day is the same spirit. So watch this. Once we understand that the same spirit or the same famine that was around Abram, but God encountered him and he went from being Abram to being Abraham because he had a God encounter and that broke the famine. Now is the same, the same famine is now with Isaac. So therefore it means what took to break the first famine is also the same thing that is going to take to break the same famine. That is why we get the word. The word of God works on everything. So what we have, so Isaac now understands this. He goes, the same, the same famine that was against my dad is now on me. And then you, you find that God says this now because Isaac, you are the son of Abraham. I gave a promise to him, but at the same time, I also gave you the promise because you're in the lineage. And so he says to him in verse 2, And the Lord appeared to Isaac and says, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Here we, here's the key. Here's again the key. He goes, Now you have this famine. Your natural instinct and the teaching of the famine is always to go down. So what you have is the primary teaching that is in famine is to go down. And when you go down, you go down to information. Going down to the house of bondage will shrink your faith, will take you away from the promises of God. So what you have is, here's the Father talking to you right now. Here you are, we are in restrictions. You might be in so many ways in different famine, but the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I don't want you to go down. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes unto Him. It never says, look down to find God. It says, look up. Every time there is a revelation, John, in the book of Revelations, when God wanted to speak to him, he says, and the angel said, come, come up, come up, come up. Understand something. The answer is not found in the house of bondage going down. The answer is found in God. Because of this, a famine is always spiritual with natural productivity. So every famine, every lack, it's a spiritual thing. So, because, so what we try to do, we try to fix the natural without finding out what causes it. And the spirit of famine now starts to talk to Isaac. And Isaac was on his way down like his father was before him. He was on his way down to Egypt. And God intervenes. I've got amazing news for you this morning. That God is now intervening in your life. If you are listening to me, it is a sign that God loves you. It is a sign that God is intervening. You are hearing an intervening word. You are hearing a declaration word where God is saying, Hey, you're heading down this way, but these are the plans I have for you to see you prosper and succeed. My plans haven't changed. See, the, the spirit of a famine comes up and he goes, God's changed his mind about you. 
God's done this about you. You've done too many bad things. You've done that. So now you can't. But the word of God is this. That God says, the famine is speaking, but also I am speaking. The famine is trying to shrink your faith, but I am increasing your faith. Your famine is saying reduce, but I'm telling you to increase. Your famine is saying kill your dreams, but I'm telling you to make your dreams bigger. So you start to move in an opposite spirit. So what happens with him is in this land, and God says, don't go down to Egypt. And then he tells him to do something so different. Where we start to part ways with so many theological teaching is this, is when you move into a relationship with God, you move into a heavenly dimension, and then you are no longer restricted by the atmosphere that you are in. That is where we get even the Lord's Prayer. Our Father relationship, who are in heaven. In other words, is this. He says, now, when you pray, you get the real picture from above, and you come back down, and then you work it. So when the God comes in, this is where we are moving in. This is how we break the famine. The famine is broken from a heaven's perspective, not an earth perspective. So God says to me, let me show you how I see things. See, when you're down on earth, famine is talking. He says, but everybody else is decreasing. Everybody else is saying, well, hey, that's over. Everybody else is saying, hey, I'm going to lose my job. Everybody else is saying things are going to get bad. Everybody else is saying, you've got to be careful because you're going to be next. Every time you sneeze, you think, oh, no, I, uh, I think I've got the, I've got the virus. You know, you, be, you could be sitting in a chair all day long and you get up and you've got a bit of a sore back and you think, oh no, it could be corona. No, it's just because you've been sitting all day, haven't been moving. So, so many times, it is, it is this, what, we've, what we've learned is the chatter of the famine. You know, you're not this, you're not this, you're not this, you're not this. But then, he t- so, so he takes him and he gives him a higher perspective. So what we have, to give you a picture of where Isaac is, Isaac walks out of his tent no one is planting crops. No one is doing business. People are hoarding. People are saying, no, no, hey man, we, we, we need the seed to survive. Uh, uh, look, everybody else is in lockdown. A lockdown thinking. A lockdown believing. A lockdown expectation. Just because you can't live, leave your house doesn't mean that your spirit is in a lockdown. So here's, here's something that just to help you clarify it. Just because you can't leave your house does not mean you, you are in lockdown. The spirit of famine, if you are feeling that just because you can't leave your house, that you are in personal lockdown on the inside, the spirit of famine has come in and you are feeding off him. Now, so, so he comes up to Isaac and, he says, and God starts to speak to him. He says, Isaac, the way you're going to break out of this is I want you to sow. When I first looked at that, I thought, wow, that's interesting. You'll find that in verse 12. It says that Isaac planted his crops that year and he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord bless him. Now, just to... Finish it up, not to finish it up, but the last bit, the Lord blessed him. The reason the Lord blessed him 
is you will find, and let me find it to you in verse. In verse 5 it says this, And I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed my requirements, commandments and decrees and instructions. What, get this, the blessing came because somebody else obeyed. Let's just go up to another level. The blessing on you is because Jesus obeyed. The blessing on you is because Jesus being on the cross. The blessing on you is because Jesus was faithful. The blessing on you is that Jesus represented you, took all your pain, took all your sickness, took all your sin. See, the reason that you and I are blessed is not because we're good, it's because Jesus is good. So we realize that the blessing is not dependent upon the person. It's dependent upon somebody else. So the key is this, is that people go, well, look what I've done. Look what I've done. Understand this. For you to move under the blessings, you need to remove yourself out and put Christ in. I am blessed not because Ted Fabianic is good, but because Jesus is good. I am not blessed because I'm smarter. I'm blessed because Jesus is smarter. I, I, I am not in health because I'm so fit. I am in health because Jesus is in health. See, what happens is this. is to break the drought, we take ourselves as the main and we put Christ as the main. So what happens is this. Why is God going to bless you today? Because of Jesus. But I'm not good. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. We need to start bragging about Jesus. Now, let, let me just show you this. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they know me and understand that I am the Lord God, who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings right justice and righteousness to the earth. And, and I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Get this. What the spirit of famine dislikes is when somebody starts to boast in God. The, all, all of these lax spirits, right, love the silence. And they go, oh, so you get up in the morning and you start to boast in God. Jesus is my righteousness. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my provider. Let's boast in the Lord. Now watch this. Let's go back to Isaac. One of the promises that God made in, about seed, so we, 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 yeah, that Isaac planted a crop. What we realize, one of, the, one of the key things that God introduced into us was that every seed reproduces after its own kind. So every seed reproduces. Just, just to clarify this a little bit, God tells Isaac to sow, but also the spirit of lack also tells you to sow. So what you have is that every time that you are worrying, you're sowing a seed. Every time that you are treating God's word as information, you're sowing a seed. Every time you say, God's not going to bless me because you are sowing a seed. You're sowing a seed. So what you have, anxiety, worry, um, depression, every time you have a negative thought, every time you speak, every time you come into agreement with someone that is not in agreement with God, you're sowing a seed. So here's Isaac. Everybody else is sowing different seeds. And everybody's saying, but look, the seed for prosperity doesn't exist. 
The speed, the seed for, for your breakthrough doesn't exist. Don't do it. So here we have Isaac looks outside his window. No one is planting. Isaac looks this side. No one is planting. He, he, he goes to the weather bureau and the weather bureau goes, this is not planting season. Let's go for this. The spirit of lack works on seasons. It comes up to, it's not your season. It's not your time. You miss the season. You miss the season. It's not the right time to plant. Let, let, me, let me show you this. How God spoke to me one day. When, when Sue and I got married, this is back in the 80s, I was reading a book by Oral Roberts. It was Belief for a Miracle. I was reading it all the way through. Absolutely inspired my faith. I started dreaming, started dreaming. And I got to the end of the book. And the end of the book, it had, if you want to donate to the ministry for the next Miracle Crusade. And um, so I spoke to Sylvain. And the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you to sow a seed, everything that you have in your bank account. Now, I understand this. I'm not... It was that it was God speaking to me. He says, I want you to do this. So next day I went to the bank. I gave him the numbers. And back then, all I had in the bank was $210. I remember it because it was the biggest offering back to then I have made. And, and so that was a lot of money. I was earning like $75 a week. And so this was quite a large amount for us back then. So I gave it in. And we prayed about it, believed for it. And, and then one day, this is going now, going back here, 10, 15 years from then, is that I get this opportunity to preach in India. What happened was there was a crusade and one of the American international speakers couldn't make it. And through a, a, certain events, my name cropped up. And so they asked me to come. So I'm, I'm on the platform and I'm getting ready to preach. And... That they tell me, oh, Pastor Fabianic, we're estimating over 60,000 people are here today for the first meeting. And um, you're going to be opening it up. And um, as I'm coming up, I hear my father speaking to me. And he says, Ted, why are you here? And I go, how did you? Now, you've got to understand this. I'm a youth pastor that I haven't spoken to crowds of more than a couple of hundred. So when I spoke to a couple of hundred, I thought it was, I, I was it. And so I went from no one knowing Ted Fabianic to standing on a world stage. And, and, and I'm, I'm hearing this. So how did you get here? Because these people don't know you. No one knows you. And then God took me back and he says, you sowed a miracle seed back in 1983. And now it's come to fruition. That night. We saw thousands get saved. We saw thousands get healed. It was amazing, but it happened. It's because God said to sow a seed. So when we come back here to Isaac, God says to him, I want you to do the exact opposite to what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is hoarding. Everybody else is in shutdown mode. Everybody else is, oh, it's not going to get any better. I want you to move in the opposite spirit. Now, understand this. The reason he understood that, because he was a man of faith, not a man of the environment. He wasn't a thermometer. He, he, he was the thermostat. So when he comes in and he says, everybody else is doing this, but I am a son of God. I believe in God. And he says, I obey my God. He says, my father, Abraham, overcame the famine. The same famine has come against me. God told him what to do. And now God's telling me what to do. And so what does he do? He starts to sow a seed. 
And he sows the seed and the Bible says he blessed him. For every one seed, he got a hundred. If you could just imagine, he had a hundred fold. So, he, so if we just take it into numerics, if he sowed ten times a hundred, he gets a thousand. So what you have, this is absolutely amazing. And you know what we need to do? Faith Life Church, this is our declaration that we are going to start to sow. I want you to start to sow encouragement. I want you to get on the phone, find somebody and go, hey, I just want to encourage you. I want to bless you. You know, just go, if you know somebody... What What's a dinner? Ring up Uber Eats and send them a dinner. It's, it's already happening to us. We're already doing it to others. When some, we had Uber Eats knock on the door and say, somebody from our church blessed us. Then somebody from not from our church said, hey, we were thinking about you and then blessed us. So what you have is people are sowing, people are sowing. So the Bible says that the spirit of Fear is broken. The spirit of lack is broken. It's because you're getting instruction from heaven. You're not getting instructions from your environment. You're not getting instructions from information. You see, what happens is this. Now, here, I want to make a clear-cut distinction. We're not acting on information, but we're acting on faith. The difference that I've seen where people misjudge what, I'm going to, what I've just said is this is if you act purely on information, I don't know what's going to happen, but what I do know, hey, what I do know is when you mix it with faith, when, when you take the Word of God and you go, wow, this is God talking to me. Remember what we said right at the beginning? Is it the spirit of fear or the spirit of lack, the spirit of famine? takes the faith out of the word so all you get in information so what we are doing right now we're stepping up in the spiritual realm we are going to do something spiritual we're not going to do something natural we're not just going to act on information i am believing now that god is talking to you i am believing that right now a name has just dropped into your heart. You go, man, I, I need to talk to it. Maybe you need to buy some groceries for your neighbor. Whatever it may be. Faith Life Church, we are becoming Faith Life Church. This is our season. This is our day to shine. This is our day for breakthrough. This is our day where our God shows off on the world through us. Faith Life Church, you we better be getting ready for a big journey. We need to be start to believing for more. It's because we're not acting on information. We're acting on revelation. And the reason... The reason Isaac had a hundredfold is because he was under revelation. He wasn't under information. So therefore, I encourage you, let the Holy Spirit release your faith. Let the Holy Spirit bountifully bless you. And two, and I need to say this. And then, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray now. We're going to pray for a crop failure and all the negative words you've said. I am believing for this while praying this morning and uh, with our team here, we're all in agreement about this. Is that when you're under the spirit of a famine, we're sowing seeds of doubt, we're sowing seeds of worry. But I am believing that right now, that we are under an anointing that causes drought on every negativity, that causes drought against every negative word, out of every negative expectation. We're going to cause a drought that said that once you said, my dreams aren't going to come true. My marriage is not going to last. This is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, I am going to believe for a drought. I'm going to believe for a famine to all the negativity. But I am going to believe that everything that I have sowed, everything that I have sowed, even before this coronavirus came in, is coming into provision. Because we are in a time right now. Famine, 
takes faith, gives us information. But right now, you are not, I am declaring, you're not living under information. You're living under revelation. I am believing that you're not acting out of information. You're acting because the Holy Spirit is talking to you. The Holy Spirit. You are wise enough to understand the difference between God's spirit and another spirit. You are faith life church. You're in this church. You have been under anointing. You've been under teaching. You are more mature than you think. And I am believing that right now as a church, we are going to rise to our absolute level. You are going to rise to the next level because the spirit of famine is not going to break us. The spirit of famine will not restrict us. It's because our faith is strong. We have not given up. The Bible says in um, Hebrews 10.35, don't throw away your confidence. You and I haven't thrown away your confidence. I want to thank you, Fat Life Church, for not throwing away your confidence because we are going to believe for more. I wonder just right now, we're going to come into a time of prayer. We're going to, first thing that we're going to do is we are going to break every negative thing that we have said. And then we're going to start to sow. We're going to start to sow in the spirit. We're going to start to prophesy over us. We're going to start to prophesy over our families, over the things we do. Come, why don't you join me in prayer? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I believe that there is an anointing upon us right now that, Father, that can pull up and pull down, that can build and also destroy. Father, you said that we are allowed to do that. And so, Father, right now, I want you to come into full agreement with me right now. Father, right now, I ask you that for every negative seed that we have sown, Father, we command that seed to die and not to bear fruit. Father, for every negative thing that we have said about us, about our relationships, about about or everything that's going on, Father, right now in the authority of the name of Jesus, Father God, I, I uproot every negative seed of famine that we have sown. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare it. God, we right now by faith come into full agreement that Father, in the name of Jesus, we break it. And so, Father, now that we have broken it, now understand this now. If you've prayed that prayer, it's done. No more. You can now stop expecting that seed because it's done with it. And now what we're going to do is we're going to declare over us, over our bodies, over our minds, over our friendships, over our relationship with the Spirit of God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, Father, I decree and declare and I come into agreement that we are under an open heaven. Father, I decree that we don't have to struggle, that we don't have to strive, we don't have to manipulate, but Father, we can rest because our faith is doing the fighting. Father, it's not our information doing the fighting, but it's our faith. And so Father, right now, we release the faith for breakthrough over our bodies, Father, I just thank you that you are putting a barrier between any disease and us because of the blood of Jesus. Father God, right now, I pray for the peace of mind. Father, that right now our mind would be still. Right now, I speak to your mind. Be still. Be still and hear the voice of God. I command you in Jesus' name that your mind will rest. Your nervous system will rest. 
your DNA will now come into complete rest. Your DNA will come into agreement with God's DNA. And so, Father, right now, I just release the peace of God on every family, on every individual. Father, I release the favor of heaven over every single person. Father, I also release that all the seeds that we have planted that we're going to see a hundredfold crop. Father, I right now release heaven on earth. Father, I come into agreement with the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, I thank you that I'm in a relationship that is in heaven. Let the heavens will be done in me. And so, Father, right now, I just decree and declare I open heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And I'm praying that we're going to be better and bigger than we ever have been. It's time for you to rest in God and let your faith do the fighting. We'll see you next week. Bless you.